This is the Pokedex Radio Podcast, where you can learn to be the very best, like no one ever was. Now, every Pokemon trainer knows that the best place to learn everything about Pokemon is to check their Pokedex. Now, this is where we talk about all things Pokemon from the video game to the anime and more. Learn how to be a Pokemon master at PokedexRadio.com. Hey trainers, and welcome to another episode of the Pokedex Radio Podcast. My name is Austin. As usual, with me, uh, as usual, I always have with me my co-host Renee. What's up, man? Hey everyone. All right. So today it's uh, very slow with news over the past week. Ever since E3, just really not much to talk about. So we have a little bit of news um, that we kind of talked about last week. Uh, we're gonna add a little bit to it, and we have a main topic today of uh, the Kanto legendaries. It's something I kind of wanted to go over each generation and the, like the kind of like the lore around each generation specifically. And we'll have, I guess a series about that. Um, Yeah. They'll be the first in a series of, of six, six Six? for now. Six. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Cause the main series is just the six generations. And then there's obviously like, or and stuff like that, but I really want to just cover the legendaries. So and that's really just the six generations. Yeah, so today we're going to so cover... One out of six. One one of six, but we're just going to call this episode possibly just like Kanto Legendaries. Well, I'll, I'll think of something clever later on, but for now, Kanto Legendaries. If you guys want to see the show notes for today's episode, you can head over to pokedexradio.com slash 86 to go ahead and comment with your um, thoughts and opinions about the um, myth and legends around the Kanto region. But first, I want to get started with... Uh, uh, some news about the new Mega Sableye that uh, was announced during E3. Now, um, Mega Sableye, obviously, it's going to be in the uh, Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire games, uh, the mega evolution of Sableye, um, that pretty much grows a little bit bigger and gains a giant jewel in front of it. Uh, oh, yeah. It, uh, th- its weight is kind of weird because normally Sableye weighs 24.3 pounds. Mega Sableye. <laughs> oh. It weighs 350 pounds. Wow, can't talk. 354.9 pounds. Yeah. Um, still the same height, still the same type. So because of the jewel, it gains 320-ish pounds. So um, uh, apparently, according to some of this text over here that we're uh, reading over here on Poke Beach, Sableye has concentrated all of the energy from its mega evolution into the red jewel on its chest, which increases in size and detaches from its body. Uh, uh, this enlarged jewel um, boasts incredible hardness and is said that no attack can even make a scratch on it. Uh, when Sableye Mega evolves, its defense and special atta- uh, attack stats both get big boosts. Its speed stats uh, does d- decrease slightly. Uh, obviously, because of the 320-pound uh, weight gain. Um, and it has the um, 
the ability of Magic Bounce, which any moves that affect only stats or status conditions will be bounced back at your attacker, which is cool. I like yeah, that. And, uh, and all of its increases in stats like make a lot of sense. I mean, he's hiding behind a humongous jewel. It makes sense that he's, his defense would go up. Higher defense. Uh, it concentrates all of its energy into it, so its special attack is going to be boosted. Yeah, and Perfect speed sense. obviously decreased since it has to lug around this huge jewel everywhere. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I and I like the idea of magic bounce because it makes that jewel somewhat like a uh, like a mirror shield. It just you know ah. get it a ah. mirror force for any of uh <laughs> oh Yu-Gi-Oh, Yu-Gi-Oh fans. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, so that is great uh, great ability on uh, this new um, uh, mega evolution of Sableye. I really like this. Um, I'll have a picture of it over on uh, pokedexradio.com slash 86 for those of you who have not seen it yet. Um, one other thing before we get started with the main topic was something that was tweeted out. Uh, at least I found it tweeted out by the PMU podcast, which uh, is also friends of the show. Um, but I don't know where they got this from. And uh, I'll also post a picture of this over on uh, on the website as well. But it's supposed to be a picture of a poster of the new Mega Evolutions for uh, Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. Well, they're all silhouetted. The, the silhouette for the three starters. Yeah, the, there's uh, and then Groudon and Kyogre, obviously. Oh yeah, forgot about those two. So it's a poster. It's very simple. It has in the middle, uh, the top middle centered. It says Pokemon Omega Ruby, Pokemon Alpha Sapphire, new Mega Evolved Pokemon. On opposite sides of that, on the right-hand side, they have Kyogre. On the left-hand, uh, um, well, Primal Kyogre. On the right-hand, on the left-hand side, they have Primal Groudon. Um, and right underneath uh, the text of the uh, the games, of the titles of the games, they have uh, Mega Septile. Help me with these names, please. Mega Blaziken <laughs> Mega and Blaz- Mega Swampert. And Mega Swampert. And then under that, from left to right, it's silhouettes of all the... Pokemon, which we're assuming would be the Mega Evolve, the Pokemon getting Mega Evolutions. And these are all Generation 3 Pokemon as well. Starting with Ludicolo, then Shiftry, Sableye, which has been confirmed, Sharpedo, Camerupt, is that his name? Yeah. Flygon, um, we just said this name and I completely forgot it. Zangus. Yeah, Zangus is actually covered by the Flash, and you guys will see it on the website. It's covered by the Flash, but you can see its ears poking out. So it's yeah, uh, kind of being covered by it. Go on. Yeah, then Seviper, Salamance, Metagross, or Metagross, depending on pronunciation, Latias, and Latios. Although I'm not sure which is which. They both look the same. Yeah. They, <laughs> <laughs> either way. Uh, and then underneath that is just a couple of uh, pictures of um, stills from the game. And then underneath that it says launching November 21st, 2014. And in the bottom uh, right-hand corner, it says uh, Nintendo 3DS, just like most posters would. It looks like a very legitimate poster. The only problems I have with it is probably because it was taken with like a, a cheap cell phone or something like that. Everything... Um, or a potato. Or, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, everything has lost its um, proper color. The blues look too blue and the reds look yellow. So if you're looking at the Omega Ruby title text, and if you're looking at Primal Groudon, they're supposed to be red in color. Everything here is yellow in color, and everything that's supposed to be blue is... Um, super blue. M- like super, mega blue. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like... 
the saturation of the color is like just way off. So, and I'm assuming that this was because of if it was actually taken with like, like a cell phone or something, the, um, the color balance was off. And that's the only way I can think of, you know, just from my knowledge of photography, that's the only way I can think of this. The reason it came out terrible looking, because if you remember last year before the announcement of, um, mega Mewtwo Y, that's the smaller one, right? Yeah. Um, uh, yes. Yeah. There was also a poster announced with that as well. And I, quickly dismissed it as false as a hoax and everything. I even uh, wrote up an article about it on the website calling it a hoax. I'm a little wary this time because <laughs> this looks have egg on your face again, right? This looks pretty legitimate, but at the same time could be a hoax. And there's not really, and we don't have any, any sort. Well, we, we, found it obviously i think you mentioned the pmu podcast yeah on their t- uh, from their tweeted from their twitter account and if i know illis he found from, it somewhere yeah yeah illis dark eight had to have found it somewhere that's the host of the pmu podcast um i don't know where he found this because i did not see this anywhere else but tweeted from his account um so either way if these are the actual mega evolutions for the pokemon game ludicolo Thumbs up right there. Love that idea because I Ludicolo is one of my favorite Generation 3 Pokemon. Um, Shift Tree. It's just pretty much all of the more popular Pokemon from that generation. Obviously, Sableye we already know of. Uh, counting Latios and Latias and the starters, that would be 15 new Mega Evolution. Well, not, no, because Blaziken all, we already knew about. 14. And, um, and Latios and Latias we technically knew about as well. Yeah. So I guess it would only be one. 12 new mega evolutions 12 well also well dnc has a mega but oh, we already yeah. know about it so yeah 12 new mega evolutions not including groudon and um kyogre well technically those are d evolutions <laughs> but i mean they're new they're new forms of them yeah so interesting poster i'll put it up over in the show notes again at pokedexradio.com slash 86 something How weird many- Evolutions came out in uh, Generation 6. 19? How many Mega Evolutions? I want to say 19. Okay, so that doesn't seem like a bad amount of them to add. 16 counting everything. Yeah. 18 counting Godon and Kyogre. Then, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's definitely possible then. Yeah, you but- know something that they haven't um, mentioned at all, and I'm curious if there is going to be a, a transformation for him as well? Hmm. Uh, Rayquaza. There, there's going to have to be some sort of primal version of him as well. Yeah, I mean, well, I'm curious as to what how that's going to look. Interesting. That's all I can say. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's going to have the the glowiness of it as well. I don't think that they can, unless they can, and I just don't know of a way that they can um, give it a Greek letter of some kind. We get Alpha Omega. We did have the idea of, uh, uh, I don't know if we mentioned it last week, but uh, the term Pokemon Del- uh, Delta. Change. Uh, yeah, was uh, trademarked. It was a Delta, uh, Delta Emerald was trademarked by the Pokemon company recently, too. So I don't know if that's going to be a thing. I mean, because Delta. could be a Delta Rayquaza? Yeah, possibly. Um, I'm just trying to look what Rayquaza looks like actually right now. To see if they could possibly put a 
giant triangle on its like forehead or something. <laughs> no, the, on top of its head is a circle, really. So unless they change the artwork of it a little bit, then maybe. You never know. Um. Well, you never know. I mean, going down his back. I mean, here, there's there, one there circles, here. though. They, they could do something with it. If they Like, it has enough, you know, symbols on its body that they could do something with it. For, right. like, its primal form, it turns into a delta or something like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, they could do something like that. Who knows? And it would be a good way of them, you know, just making them all... Unless they pull, like, an Iron Man with Deoxys or something like that. Like, change the shape on its chest. Oh, I, I completely forgot about Deoxys. But yeah. see, for this a part of their lore, it would have to be... Rayquaza, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would. I don't know. I'm just like throwing, <laughs> just pulling stuff out of the air. I have no idea right now. <laughs> but no, it would be interesting to see him do a. Oh, this is cute. Sorry, I just found a random picture of the three of them, and they're drawn in like a baby forms. And oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, but that's uh that's pretty much the only interesting things that we were able to really find out as far as news goes. So. Um, what are your opinions on, on, uh, possible new mega evolutions for these Pokemon, uh, Ludicolo, Shiftree, Mega Sableye, we already know of, um, Shark, Sharpedo, uh, Sharpedo, uh, Camerupt, uh, Flygon, Zangoose, Saviper, Salamence, Metagross, Latios, and Latias. What do you think? I'm excited for Metagross more than any. Oh yeah, it's going to be awesome. I wonder what it's going to look like if that is a legitimate thing. I wonder what it's going to look like. And if they do Pokemon like Metagross and Salamence, they would have to do like Dragonite eventually in the future. Uh, you never know with maybe something like a Snorlax, you know, like a lot of these like heavy Pokemon or like, yeah, maybe- speaking of which, um, there probably is going to be more because these are all gen three Pokemon, which makes sense. Cause it's a gen re- three remake, right? But there was still a lot of, um, there was still a decent amount of Gen 1 Pokemon in Generation 3, if I remember correctly. Um, Generation 1 Pokemon, there were a lot of them, yes. Um, So I'd expect there to be at least, I don't know, a handful of Generation 1 Mega Evolutions as well. If they were to release more, at least, like I would say, maybe two or three. We already got a couple of the bigger ones, like um, Alakazam, I have obviously we don't see anything like a Jinx Mega Evolution or a um, even like I think I I think I just said this or unless I thought it and didn't say it Snorlax. Yeah, you just said it. I did. Okay, I would I would uh, expect to see something like a Snorlax Mega Evolution with a lot of the um, fossil Pokemon. I would assume uh, I would assume that we would see something like Primal, like evolutions Ooh. with those. That could be interesting. That sounds like a good idea. Heck yeah! Even something with like. Um, you know how like Kabutops and Genesect are kind of related in their own way. I yeah. would expect to see some ty- something like that, but obviously not with a giant cannon on its back like Genesect is. But that would be that would be interesting to see, like the ancient Pokemon being like having primal pre uh, uh, mega evolutions, if you want to put it that way, and read the rest of the Pokemon, the more modern species of Pokemon evolved species. Yeah. Yeah, that would I would definitely be uh look forward to that, to seeing these different uh versions of the of the uh fossil Pokemon. Couldn't think of the name even though you just saw it. Said yeah, it. right. <laughs> okay, so let's go ahead. Uh, let's get into our main topic here of um the first generation, pretty much uh, of the Kanto region. Uh, first generation was pretty much based off of science uh, and technology. Um, 
I, and I mentioned this to Renee before the show started that I don't remember where I heard this, but uh, around the time of when, uh, when these games were being developed and coming out, um, in our own real world, uh, there was a lot of science and technology going on with uh, genetics and cloning. Um, most um, most popular is that uh, Lucy, the uh, sheep clone thing, like the first oh, cloned animal. That. that happened around this time. So, you know, it was like a perfect kind of real world uh, mesh between Pokemon and you know, our real world. So that was kind of cool. So a lot of the stuff in the uh, first generation of Pokemon in the Kanto region was based off of genetics and engineering and technology. Uh, most notably, uh, a lot of stuff like Voltorb uh, was uh, the result of a Pokeball experiment that went wrong. Uh, things like uh, Ditto, which can transform and clone itself, in a, not clone itself, but, you know, through its genetics become other Pokemon. Yeah. To make copies, uh, the, um, resurrection of prehistoric Porygon. Yeah. Porygon as well, which was, uh, the first man-made Pokemon, which is totally weird. Um, and cool all at the same time. Um, the resurrection of prehistoric Pokemon like, uh, Almanite Kabuto and Aerodactyl, um, most notably in pewter city, you know, where you can actually see the, um, the pewter science lab. Something like that. I forgot it was. It was like a museum. Yeah, it was more like a museum. But they also showed. But they had a lab on the side. You know, yeah, they showed like the Apollo Eleven spacecraft, and they showed they showed a bunch of stuff within like real world things within the lab, and which is kind of interesting. And we'll talk about something else real world that connected to Pokemon in a little bit. But um, out of the five legendaries um, that were in this generation, the only one that was actually, I guess, sort of man made, sort of has to do with gene splicing and engineering is Mewtwo, uh, which is the, which Mew gave birth to it. And we'll talk about that in a second, but um, these are the only Pokemon. The only Mewtwo was the only Pokemon other than really Genesect, which we'll talk about in a future episode. Uh, it, that was created through engineering and at artificial means, the only legendary, obviously we just mentioned Porygon as well. There was a lot of other things as well in the Pokemon game, like Bill. Bill experimented with Pokemon very... <laughs> not in a bad way, obviously. He wanted well, to learn more about Pokemon. Your first, you know, introduction to him is him... Stuck in, in Pokemon, yeah. as a Pokemon. Both in the anime and in the video game, which is what we're going to try to focus more on is the video game. But yeah, he was stuck inside of a... Well, in the anime, he was stuck inside of a Pokemon costume... In I feel like in Leaf Green and Fire Red, he was also he, in a Pokemon costume. No, he was um, not in a Pokemon costume, but he had transformed himself into a Pokemon. Or he had, yeah, like, I remember his... that in, in the original one. But I feel like in Leaf Green Fire Red, they, it was different. I might be wrong, and I probably am wrong. I'm not 100% on that. Look it up while you talk about it. Yeah, I'm not 100% on that, but I, I do know he was, at least in the original ones, like you said, he was he was a Pokemon for, for some time. So... Uh, moving on from that, let's talk about uh, the two two of the main legendary Pokemon in this game. The first set of legendary duo Pokemon, Mewtwo and Mew. Um, obviously, Mew was a recently discovered Pokemon. Uh, a lot to do with... Um, and here's the real-world connection with that. Uh, if you go into the uh, Cinnabar, the mansion on Cinnabar Island, you can actually the Pokemon mansion, you can actually read uh, the diary of one of the scientists that was experimenting with Mew. Uh, and I'm going to read those off really quickly. 
These are journal entries. Um, the thing was, at least according to Bulbapedia with these entries, um, in the entries it says, although the English journal entries use the word we, the Japanese journal entries never uh, only the Japanese journal entries only ever used a first person singular pronoun, so I. So I'm going to read the English ones uh, just really quickly here. The first one you find is uh, July 5th, which is the first date in Guyana, South America, or Guyana, South America. So real world connection. Obviously, this they this Pokemon wasn't found in the Kanto region. This Pokemon wasn't found in the Johto region on the Sevi Islands. Nothing connected to um, any known Pokemon region that we know, but South America. It's more specifically Guyana, South America. So, the first diary entry was in Guyana, South America. A new Pokemon was discovered deep in the jungle. Uh, the next entry was 10 days later, July 10th. Uh, we chris- I'm sorry, five days later on July 10th, we christened the newly discovered Pokemon Mew. Then a few months later, February 6th, Mew gave birth. We named the newborn Mewtwo. And then the last entry is Mewtwo is far too powerful. We have failed to curb its vicious tendencies. One thing about that final entry, though, is the Japanese one is different. Um, so uh, sub- uh, instead of saying September, instead of saying um, September first, Mewtwo is far too powerful. It says September first, the Pokemon Mewtwo is far is far too powerful. It's no use. I cannot control it. Kind of creepy. Sounds a lot like the uh, the movie, though, like the first Pokemon movie. Yeah, and and it's definitely. I like that because it shows like it shows that when you're trying to make something a lot of the times it can go out of hand if you know don't know what you're doing or you don't know what you're messing with. Mm-hmm. And I mean obviously they're not they're not Pokemon. They don't know how to, you know, build them or make them or modify them. Mm-hmm. But uh it's it's definitely something really cool that we're seeing like the creation of the Pokemon Mewtwo and uh, at least uh, going on according to the, uh, the article here, it says, um, uh, which is from the third generation, funny connection there. Um, the Island I keep trying to mention over the past, like three episodes of where you can find Mew uh, within the Hoenn region is called far away Island. And you have to have, I believe is Oak's letter in order to, or I, th- I think it's Oak's letter, something like that to go ahead and travel to this Island. So, uh, just reading it off here, it says it is speculated that the Guyanese jungle where Mewtwo was actually discovered is actually Faraway Island. Uh, the message left on a signpost there, which contains a remnant of a signature belonging um, uh, belonging to a name ending in uh, G, which uh, there's like some kanji there. Uh, but it, this element is um, uh, present. But this element is present exclusively in the Japanese release of Pokemon Emerald, um, uh, which is generally assumed to be from Fuji. Dr. Um, Mr. Fuji. Uh, the researcher who wrote these dire entries is speculated to be Dr. Fuji, the founder of Pokemon Lab, or Mr. Fuji, which more than likely are the same character. The Pokemon Origins uh, series delves a little deeper into that, a lot more than the video games themselves, which I really enjoyed, seeing how they were like, oh, Dr. Fuji is Mr. Fuji. He was the one who helped create Mewtwo. And if you look at the two characters from the Pokemon, uh, the first movie, Mewtwo, um, Mewtwo Strikes Back, I believe is the first movie. Um, and you look at the artwork of the character of 
Mr. Fuji, they look the same, or at least very similar. One is obviously a little bit younger than the other one, but they look similar. I love how they linked it all together, how this original story of, you know, Mr. Fuji, this person who cares about Pokemon and everything, was someone who, to be completely honest, did some unspeakable things to Pokemon. Like, right. he's really trying to to redeem himself for what he did. Yeah, true. Yeah, he was, uh, at least in the Pokemon Origins um, series, you can you can tell that he was actually really sorry for what he did. He didn't want to ever talk about him his days as being a doctor uh, or anything like that because it was just so disgusting to him. He was He had to clone all these Pokemon, and at least according to the movie... Um, Pokemon, the first movie, which again, I think is titled Mewtwo Strikes Back, um, where he's actually trying to clone his daughter because his daughter had passed away at one point in time, I guess way before the movie. He's trying to clone his daughter on top of that while he's trying to clone his daughter, he's being paid to try to clone Pokemon as well. And I forgot the daughter's name in the movie. Um, but all the other clones end up failing except Mewtwo. Which also ties into the idea of Ditto as well, which I know it's not really something we're going to be talking about because it's legendary stuff, but all the, it, it's, I think we even talked about this once uh, at a previous episode where a lot of How the, uh, rumor of Ditto yeah, were can, can failed Mew clones. Yeah. 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 And, and I mean, they, it makes a lot of sense because I think it was originally in yellow and I think you even put this, um, in, in our show notes that in, uh, in Pokemon yellow, you were able to find Ditto in Cinnabar Island in the burn down um in the burn down lab. Yeah. Which where all obviously all the experiments happened, it would make sense for this failed experiment to just just be there. Mm-hmm. And and, uh, and if you look at the shiny version of Ditto, it shares the same colors as Mew. And I know exactly what the other thing is gonna that you're gonna say is how they both Mew and Ditto are the only two Pokemon that can learn transform. Right. And uh, one other thing that I don't have here in the show notes, um, but is something also interesting, um, Mew being obviously one of the first legendaries in the game uh, and a legendary Pokemon, which started the precedent of uh, precedent of them doing this was um, it has the same stats across the board. And I believe Mew is um, like 100 across the board, something like that. So um, so it's 100 HP, 100 attack, 100 defense, 100 special attack, and then 100 special defense and 100 speed. If you look at Ditto, Ditto is, um, I believe, 48 across the board at his base stats. You know, so each one is the exact same, just drastically reduced. Which Which makes sense as a failed experiment. Exactly. It's not the same. It's just a blob of goop that's not even that strong at all. That can just so happen to transform, too. I love how in um, in the anime that because of it's just a copy it's making copies when it transforms the pokemon always had the ditto face still oh yeah because <laughs> well i wasn't that like the uh duplicas version of it and uh uh i forgot what her ditto's name was but wasn't it just because like he couldn't uh like her ditto could just couldn't do the face or that was that like a legitimate thing for like all ditto i don't remember but that would make sense because i remember he was a little bit of a a little bit of a uh, misfit, if I may. Yeah, it wasn't the it wasn't a great ditto, but it was still a ditto. But I think it was just Duplica's ditto. 
in that episode. It was just hers. Yeah. Uh, Will in the chat here says it was just her ditto. So either way I did. Oh, didn't, yeah. yeah. And so eventually it was able to go ahead and was it mini dit something like that. And then she had like another, she had like two ditto. Like one was like a girl or one was like a female looking ditto. And another was like a male looking ditto, even though they're like both blobs of pink goo either way. Um, so moving on from Mew, Mewtwo, which in the anime Mewtwo was, uh, born pretty much in a test tube, if you want to put it that way. But in the video games themselves, they were, uh, they were actually, Mewtwo was, you know, born naturally by, by Mew giving birth to Mewtwo, which I feel is kind of weird because Mewtwo is so much bigger than a Mew, but I guess it was a baby. So it grew, whatever. (laughs) I don't exactly know how that's supposed to be. Well, Uh, it kind of makes sense. I mean, if you look at even us humans, you'll have people who who their parents are like tiny, but then like they are born, they grow up and they turn like six foot ten or something. True. And their parents are both like five foot nothing. Yeah, true. So um, also because of uh, more than likely it's uh, so much bigger is because of the the result of, you know, it's genetics and gene splicing and and in, in the in the back end of everything, it was mostly Giovanni wanting to own the strongest Pokemon. Um, I believe, I know that was definitely part of the anime. I don't remember exactly the story of the game, but it was pretty much, it was like his idea to go ahead and have this Pokemon copied and um, genetically uh, augmented to just make it so much stronger. Um, and yeah, I don't think if, I don't think in, the game Giovanni had anything to do with him. I'm not 100% sure, but I feel like the game, it was all just, it it was separate. Giovanni wasn't involved with Mewtwo. I have the same feeling as well, but the thing is in Pokemon origins, um, there was a a mention of obviously Dr. Fuji and everything like that in the video game. I mean, sorry, not the video game in the, in the anime. Yes, he was like right there. His hand was all over everything, but I want to say in origins, there was a small, portion of him being a part of that as well. I'm not a hundred percent sure on that though. Yeah. I'm trying to look into it right now, but not finding anything yet. Yeah. I would have put something in the show notes if I would have found something about that. Cause I did not see anything about Giovanni having his hand in the Mewtwo, uh, in, in the, uh, in the cloning of Mew in the actual video game, the first and obviously the third generation remakes of the first generation. So, either way, fun fact, Mewtwo's birthday is February 6th. We can always celebrate that every year. <laughs> Anyways, um, uh, the three other legendary Pokemon in this game, other than Mewtwo, which Mewtwo is still even considered one of the strongest Pokemon, even uh, I believe Mewtwo has the some of the highest base stats of any Pokemon, and Mewtwo, uh, Mega Mewtwo X and Mega Mewtwo Y also ha- even have the highest base stats of any mega evolution as well. I believe it's 780. Um, so whatever that is divided by six across the board, uh, other legendary Pokemon from this game, obviously the legendary bird trio, um, are Articuno, Zapdos and Moltres, which in the anime, and it is a very popular misconception because this is, the story is only part of the anime, not part of the video game. Uh, at least they'd never actually bridge those two stories is that, uh, this bird trio is governed by Lugia. 
And obviously we see that from the second Pokemon movie, you know, the whole guardian of the seas idea and everything like that. But that's not a, that's not a thing in the video games themselves. Articuno, Zapdos, and Moltres, yes, while they are a trio, they're not actually, they don't have any, any sort of governing Pokemon or governing body to kind of quell them. Very similar to Rayquaza and uh, Kyogre with, and uh, I mean, sorry, uh, Kyogre and Groudon with Rayquaza to quell them. Yeah, and, and I mean, it's, it's it, it, I can see them wanting to include the others because I think it was just the movie came out at the same time. Yeah. Uh, as uh, Gold and Silver, wasn't it? Yeah. Or maybe around the same time. So it's understandable that they're trying to just uh, bring everything together. But end of the day, they're they're all separate entities, I'd imagine. At least that's how I always feel with the legendaries. Mm-hmm. Um, even though, yeah, they may might overlap. They might appear in another game. Each generation's le- legendaries are their own their own group. Yeah. They, they really are because I've seen in some places where um, some people try to group Mew with um, the, uh, the, 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 the Lake Trio from the fourth generation, Diamond, Pearl, and Platinum, Uxie, Mesprit, and Azelf. Like just because they happen to be tiny and little like elf looking, they look very similar. I can see why they would do that, but at the same time, it's not a thing. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, I don't know why anybody would actually group them together, but some people still do try to, uh, just because they're tiny. Um, but as far as these Pokemon, um, there was actually a difference in a Mewtwo. I'm sorry, in a Articuno, Zapdos, and Moltres from the first generation to the second uh, to the third generation remakes in Fire Red and Leaf Green, where um, in Red, Blue, and Yellow, and obviously the Japanese version uh, was uh, green as well. Um, you can find the legendary birds. Uh, you can find Articuno in the uh, in the Seafoam Islands, Zapdos in the abandoned power plant uh, on Route 10, which for both generations is the exact same thing. But Moltres is different. Moltres can be found in Victory Road in the original Generation 1 games. But in the Generation 3 games, um, uh, Moltres is moved to the Sevi Islands, uh, which obviously the addition of a, a new por- a part of the region. He's Didn't... on Mount Ember. Uh- didn't Articuno also get moved to these Sevi Islands? No, Articuno was left in the Seafoam Islands. Oh, okay. Yeah. I feel like, I, I, and the only reason I, I was thinking that is because I know there was one island that had a lot of ice on there. If there was, I never actually unlocked. I think it was like the last two or last three islands. I only had the first four. I never really progressed mm-hmm. that far in the game to unlock all of them. So I don't, I, I think, I think you're right that there wasn't like an ice island. Um, or at least one with a cave that had a lot of ice in it, but no, it was, uh, he was left in, in the seafoam islands. Yeah, he was. I, I just looked it up. Yeah. So, um, why they moved him? I have no idea. I like the idea of him staying on victory road because it definitely, um, tied in with the anime. At least they, if not, if they didn't take it from the video game, then they took it from the anime where, um, Moltres was the, uh, you know, the fire kind of like how they do with like the Greek, you know, the actual Olympics and everything. Uh, in the Indigo Plateau, it was the fire that lit the flame for Indigo Plateau while they actually held the event of the uh, the whole the fighting. Pokemon League? Yeah, and the Pokemon League. There you go. So that kind of made sense a little bit, but I can understand why they moved Moltres just because it's like, okay, we're going to throw it in Victory Road. It's, it seemed really random to find a legendary Pokemon there and not in a 
desolate place where he can hide and everything like that. Very similar to Zapdos in the power plant and Articuno in Seafoam Islands. So they moved it. I like that they did that. Yeah, I, I can understand. Well, because obviously Victory Road, you have all these challengers. You'd expect that to be a highly traveled area. Well, maybe not highly traveled because it's only a few who are supposedly strong enough to get all of the badges. Right. But either way, there's going to be a decent amount of people coming through. So you wouldn't expect the legendary to be there. Yeah, just like sitting there in front. See it. Right, exactly. So you expect a legendary Pokemon to be hidden somewhat like Zapdos, where you have to really kind of surf around all this extra stuff just to get into the power plant. And then with Articuno, which I, th- I believe you're able to at least pass by it on your way from one side of the Seafoam Islands to the other within the, you know, the maze that the cave kind of gives. Um, but it's not, it's not like it's a thing that you're going to have to see all the time. Like you can go to it cause you have to put all the boulders to stop the, stop the stream from flowing underneath where that, where it actually is. Then you can go to it. But I believe in order to stop the stream from flowing on the Articuno side of that floor in, in the cave, you have to like push one more like boulder down from a, from a top floor or from a higher floor in order to actually get to his side. Like, it's not like a, a thing that you have to pass by it or anything like that. I don't know if you saw Will's thing in the chat there. He says, if you go in through the, uh, through the exit of, uh, of, uh, the Seafoam islands, which is from the West side of the Seafoam islands, if you're coming from Cinnabar Island, yes, you can actually go in that way, but I believe you have to, uh, drop a boulder still in order to get to his side because there's a, the, the water is moving too fast or whatever they say in the game. So there, there is a, I believe that's a thing either way, uh, our guy with his tricks. Yeah. (laughs) Either way, Articuno, Zapdos and Moltres are three of the, uh, uh, are three of, uh, are the three legendary bird Pokemon from this game. Interestingly enough, um, some parts of the anime, even, uh, uh, and I guess some of the flavor texts kind of give it a little bit of a story with Articuno. It says, when Articuno flaps its wings, it can chill moisture in the air around it, making snowfall. It flies from icy mountain to icy mountain, and according to legend, it appears before doomed travelers lost in icy regions. Um, which was cool because I think the very first episode that Articuno appeared in the anime, it was, I believe, helping Ash or helping Misty and Tracy. I forgot who exactly, who he was helping. Um get away from like a, a icy a part in the mountain in a blizzard. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of cool. And Zapdos, when Zapdos flaps its glittering wings, it releases electricity that can, that could potentially cause thunderstorms. Uh, it produces massive crackling and snap and snapping, uh, sounds when it flies. These are attributed to the lightning bolts. Sh- uh, it sheds when airborne, um, when uh, stricken by lightning, it gains power. Zapdos reportedly appears only during thunderstorms and is said to live among thunderclouds. Also very cool. And then Moltres has a uh, Moltres sheds embers with every flap of its wings, creating a brilliant flash of flames. By dipping itself into the magma of an active volcano, this Pokemon can heal itself. It migrates to the south with the coming of spring and is said to bring an early springtime to cold lands. Which would make kind of sense. No, never mind. Never mind. I was going to go really like left field with that. I was going to be like, oh yeah, because the Sevi Islands are south of the Kanto region, blah, blah, blah. But I was just pulling things out of thin air there too. 
<laughs> but um, what is interesting about uh, the legendary birds, even though technically as red, you can catch them uh, when you when when it be, when it comes three years later in the Johto version of the game. So heart gold, soul silver, or the original gold, silver, and crystal. The the legendary birds can um, are. Actually, are they found in those games? No, that's only the trio, uh, the uh, the Beast trio, which we'll be talking about in a future episode. Um, I can look if you give me one second. No, only you can only do them like from an event from back then. It was only an, an event because for some reason I have copied text here about uh, Heart Gold and Soul Silver, uh, where Moltres is found in Johto, making it the only legendary bird not to be found near its location in Pokemon Red and Blue in the in the two oh. games. I was talking. I was only looking at original gold and silver and crystal, but yeah, in hard gold, soul silver, it looks like you can't get them. Yeah, because I don't. Then again, I only played through up until I believe I got my eight gym badges for the Jota region, and I didn't go any further. I didn't even go to the Elite Four in those games, so I'll have to go ahead and uh, play through those to really figure out what's going on. Yeah, the, on here it looks like um, you can only get one of them. I'm assuming it's depending on what starter you choose, and it's only after you com- uh, have acquired all sixteen badges. Oh, really? Which I always love that about Gold and Silver, or just the Johto generation. Mm-hmm. I like being able to go out there and get 16 badges instead of the usual uh, Just the eight. eight. Yeah, I thought that was... I, I, I love the idea of them bridging the two, um, the two uh, regions there because, I mean, it still has to do with the Kanto region, partially, because of Team Rocket. You still have to kind of go back and, you know, solve some of the mysteries because, obviously, Team Rocket disbanded. Uh, after after you know Red goes ahead and he defeats Giovanni, he defeats him in the gym and everything. He disbands Team Rocket, but then some of his admins, I guess, come back in the uh, three years later to try to uh, reunite Team Rocket again, and that's the whole idea of the radio tower and them trying to call people and stuff like that. You know, former Team Rocket uh, members to reform Team Rocket. Which... Yeah, and the other thing that always um the, re- the I think the biggest reason I liked it <laughs> was because of Gary Oak. I always remember in the anime there was that moment where he you know runs up to Ash he's like how many badges do you have and Ash is like I have uh, I think he had like six at the time oh and he has has ten yeah he's like (laughs) oh no he had seven because it was he was on his way to um to battle Giovanni for that final badge Mm -hmm. and uh, he's like oh well you know I didn't get this badge but I already got ten anyway so I'm out of here right smell you later (laughs) (laughs) i always thought that was interesting like where did he get other badges like i can i can kind of understand with like things like uh the pokemon dojo how it was trying to be a pokemon gym in uh in saffron city competing against sabrina's gym like that kind of made some sense if they were to give away a gym badge as well but they technically weren't sanctioned by the pokemon league i don't know but yeah again that in the anime, they, they take a lot of liberties. Oh, yeah, they do. Way too many, in my there opinion. There were a lot of cities in the anime that don't appear in the games. And... I was always expecting to find, like, a place where you can find just a ton of Grimer and, like, Magnemite in places. Like, mm-hmm. you're thinking of, like, Sludge and stuff like that. Remember that one episode where, like, Pikachu had a cold or whatever? Oh, it yeah. ended up being because of, like, all the electricity and the Magnemite in the area. Yeah, I remember that. He was, like, allergic or something. Mm-hmm. I thought that was cool. Too bad they don't they don't try to add extra little things in the game like that, which would be very cool to make it more of an adventure than it already is. Like you're di- not only you're discovering like new cities and stuff like that, but areas where it's just like, oh, this is weird, and this happens in this area when you happen to be walking through here. Maybe with some sort of future Pokemon game, but not anytime yeah, soon. I, I I see them doing it in the future. Obviously, they're going to want to expand their 
their worlds more than they currently are, and that'll be part of it in the future. Right. I mean, you never even know. Maybe Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. I there's gonna it. be some. I, I would, if, if they were to do something there, I would say maybe a little bit because, um, yeah, this is the generation where we see the Reggies and everything like that. So you never know. Plus, the third generation was a generation where you got to see a lot of weather and things like that. Because I think there was no other weather in any of the other generation and in the previous generations, right? Generation one and two, there was no weather. If I remember well, correctly. no, no, no. They had night and day, which was introducing gold and silver, mm-hmm. but no weather. Um, no weather was only three, four. I don't think I didn't play enough of four, so I don't know. No, there, there was um. I believe there might have been like one rainy region and then there was like a snowy region as well, but that was it. And then there was obviously um, Generation 5 had the seasons. Every Which month was so was cool. A different season. I really enjoyed that. I don't know why they I don't know why they took that away. I'd expect that maybe in like the next generation, Generation 7, eventually I expect them to just incorporate all of those things. Night and day, the uh, weather, the seasons... And I, I hope they do do that in the future because that would be amazing. It would be amazing to really – it would immerse you obviously more than you currently do get immersed in the right. Pokemon game. Yeah, and I like the idea, yeah, each and every month is a different season. So you're not literally waiting like an Animal Crossing game. I'm going to wait for like November or December for winter to start like an idiot. You know, <laughs> I did that and I caught everything in Animal Crossing, at least um, Wild World. Was that the original one for the DS? I don't remember it. I I have a new leaf and new I haven't leaf. played in a really long time, which is bad because that means I missed so many seasons and you have grass just growing everywhere. Oh, everyone's probably left my village now. It's yeah. going to be like a ghost town. Exactly. <laughs> Either way. But um, yeah, they better incorporate everything. Like I want seasons. I want weather. I want night and day, which Ruby and Sapphire took away the night and day. If you remember, I thought it had night and day. No, it had a clock, but no night and day. But it did have the seasons. Um, it did have weather. Because yeah, obviously, sorry, Kyogre, yeah, Kyogre, Groudon, Rain, and Sun. It did and have that. And there was that. Cast Form, what appeared in that. Right. And also, that um, there, was, ah, there was that portion in the game as well where you're on a volcano and the ash is falling. Oh, my. And that's when you got I to forgot make, about that. Yeah, and you got to make like the glass flutes and stuff like that. Oh, that's gonna! I'm gonna be really excited for that with the uh, if they bring that back, the 3D yeah. effects and everything like that. Oh yeah, I would love to see that whole ash area, just how all the ash coming down, like mm-hmm. raining down as you're as you're just running by. Yeah, because I remember you, you would leave your little footprints. Yeah, and no. <laughs> obviously back then it wasn't you know really footprints; it was more just like just blocks. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but now that it's actually you know in 3D, like uh, X and Y were, it's gonna be that's a gonna lot look better. Really nice. Yeah. I'm excited for these games, definitely. But that's pretty much it for our main topic of um, legendary Pokemon within the first generation. So again, that was Mew, Mewtwo, and the legendary birds, Articuno, Zapdos, and Moltres. All right, now if you're looking to shop on Amazon for video games and Pokemon merchandise, if you also want to support the Pokedex Radio podcast and all of our efforts and the website and everything, please head over to pokedexradio.com slash Amazon. From there, it'll take you right to the front page of Amazon. It'll look the exact same, but bookmark that link. Every time you shop on Amazon using that specific link, it will help the Pokedex Radio website, podcast, everything. It'll help me pay for some of the fees I have to do, I have to pay to keep the website up, to keep the 
all the audio files and everything for the podcast up online and also pay for some of this equipment here as well. It would really help if you went ahead and uh, if you use that link each and every time you shopped on Amazon. Again, that is pokedexradio.com slash Amazon to help support the Pokedex Radio podcast. Or if you don't use Amazon to shop, you could always uh, just go over to pokedexradio.com slash donate. And there I have a PayPal link. You can always donate a couple of dollars, however much you see fit, however much you think we deserve, uh, just to keep everything up and running each and every uh, every month with our episodes with the blog and everything so again that is pokedexradio.com slash donate or bookmark the link pokedexradio.com slash amazon to help support the pokedex radio podcast and thank you so much for your support trainers who's that pokemon the pokemon of the episode today is a pokemon number 213 shuckle now, Shuckle is a second-generation Pokemon. I know we're talking a lot about first-generation stuff here, but we did a Gen 1 Pokemon last week, so Shuckle is the Pokemon of the episode this time. Uh, Shuckle is known as the Mold Pokemon. It is a bug-and-rock type, and in the wild, it can be found at a 50-50 male-to-female ratio. Um, I'm wondering kind of why it's called the Mold Pokemon, because it's I technically it's... like a worm thing. Yeah, that's what I um, imagine. It's It's because it's in a shell and it's molded itself to the shell maybe the way it's coming out of it possibly i assumed it was like mold like spores like a mushroom type of thing oh well but, that would make more sense <laughs> but, I, but i don't see it looking like that i i i see it like a uh some sort of like bivalve type of thing like a like a shelter or a, a crustacean. Uh, crustacean there you go but yeah so yeah, that, can... that's what i was expecting when it, I, I didn't expect it to be classified as the mold pokemon but either way, uh, Shuckle, a Pokemon that does not evolve into anything or from anything. It's very interesting. Um, it is a tiny little Pokemon at about two feet tall or 0.6 meters. Uh, it weighs uh, 45.2 pounds or 20.5 kilograms. Uh, Renee, you want to go over its abilities? Yes, it has Sturdy. The Pokemon is unaffected by one-hit knockout moves. And in Generation 5, the Pokemon cannot be knocked out when it has full hit points. Uh, Gluttony. A held berry is eaten earlier than usual when HP is low, and its hidden ability is contrary. Contrary uh, moves used on the Pokemon that raise stat that raise stats lower the stats, while the moves that lower the stats raise the stat. That is a really confusing sentence to say. Yeah, it's the same ability that Malamar had last week, um, but for Shuckle. We'll go over exactly why that is an amazing ability for it. But first, real quickly, is uh, uh, the location where you can find it in Pokemon, where you can find it in Pokemon X and Y. You can find Shuckle on Route 18 in Terminus Cave or on the Victory in Victory Road. Uh, you could also find it in the Friend Safari. I'm assuming in the Bug Type Friend Safari. But let's go over its stats and a little bit why Contrary is an amazing hidden ability for it. First of all, it has really weird stats. Let me just read them off here. HP of 20, attack of 10, a special attack of 10, a speed of 5. So these are very low stats. But if you look at its defense and special defense, they're both at 230. Through the roof. If, if you add that all up, I believe that's, what is that? 460. So 460 plus 20 is uh, 480. 490. 505, I believe it's uh, it's total. Yeah, right there. Duh, it's right next to it. 505 is um, its total base stats. But for a defense of 230 and a special defense of 230, if you have the ability contrary, 
I'm not, I'm sorry, not contrary. What am I talking about? Power trick. It learns it at level 31. I didn't mean contrary. I meant power trick. What the move power trick does is the user hurls. That's gastro acid. The user employs its psychic power to switch its attack and with its defense stat. So making shuckle one of the strongest Pokemon out there as far as its attack stat goes. Yeah, that is a ridiculous amount of defense and special defense. Yeah, with power trick, the uh, ability, uh, it's a um, ability, it's move. It learns it at level 31. So um, I believe uh, there's another room, uh, another room, another uh, Pokemon move called trick room, which is very similar. Trick room reverses the move order in which each priority bracket. Well, yeah, trick room would, would definitely help because trick room reverses the move order with uh, within each priority bracket so that. A Pokemon with a lower speed stack attacks, a speed stat attacks first, while those with a higher speed stat attacks last. So with the moves Trick Room and uh, whatever it learns, uh, Power Trick, it could potentially be an amazing Pokemon, but it doesn't learn Trick Room. Yeah, but is, is Trick Room an ability that it's a it's a move? Everyone, uh, it's a move that affects everyone uh, yeah, on the pl- on the field. Yeah. Okay, so if you're doing like a double battle, your other Pokemon or even a Pokemon before could set that up for you. Yes. For the shuttle. Yes. So like yeah, definitely a double battle would be something interesting to see with a shuckle because it would be a pretty much a powerhouse. It would be super fast, obviously, because of Trick Room, and it would be extremely strong because of the uh of the power trick ability. A move. I keep saying ability, I don't know why. But looking at some of its moves, um, it learns Stone Edge, which rock, there you go, that's a, it is a rock type, so that's, its base, its base power is, um, its base attack is 100 for uh, Stone Edge, and then I believe you have to, either you multiply by a portion of the 230 of its attacks, I forgot the uh, actual equation of how much, um, the move actually how strong the move actually is because obviously its power is uh 100 the attack move itself it gains stab so it's times two and then on top of that if its attack is 230 base that's only base so ev training and iv breeding could potentially raise this to be one of the strongest attacks out there it's uh two times the level of the pokemon divided by five plus two all of that times the attack stat times the attack power, all of that divided by the defense stat of the, uh, I'm assuming the opposing Pokemon that divided by 50 that divided by two that divided, uh, that multiplied by, um, same type attack bonus that times, um, uh, the weakness or resistance of the Pokemon times, uh, a random number apparently and then all of that divided by 100 that just got really confusing yay math um but yeah <laughs> so uh, apparently they have an equation over here of uh look at the formula say we wanted to see the effective effectiveness of umbreon's bite on an espion um using a neutral nature maximum uh, yeah cuz nature is also affected and all this extra garbage it's really confusing it's really it, Take this as it is. It's going to be a really strong attack. 230 <laughs> <Just> base. Say- <laughs> yeah. It's going to be really strong. And w- if you have a Pokemon to help set it up, really fast too. 
So that's the Pokemon of the episode, Pokemon number 213, Shuckle. Are, are you still recording now? Yeah, or? yeah, I'm, I'm recording now. So anything else you want to talk about before we end the show today? Uh, yeah, one thing, and we started talking about it in last week, or someone brought it up. I think it was Jay was talking about uh, episode 100 for Pokedex Radio. Yes. Um, And something that I know Austin's been playing for it for a while, and uh, we're trying to kind of... What we do want to do is uh, we'd like for our listeners to uh, kind of be incorporated into episode 100. And then every future episode after that, if we can get this to work right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, One of two things. Well, hopefully both. Well, if they do one thing, it would count as both, right? Yes and no, because if they do the one, if they do like, okay, you told me the first one and then you told me the second one that could be incorporated in something. If you, if they do that one, then yes. Yeah. Let's just, let me just say it. Um, So what Renee was telling me before the show and uh, the first one I was thinking about already, but the second part sounds really good too. Uh, and I might want to do that in the future though. So the first part is go ahead and record yourself. I want to hear you as a Pokemon trainer, as a listener of the Pokedex radio podcast. I want you to say the intro, record it and send it to me. So I want you to, I want you to say, this is the Pokedex radio podcast where you can learn to be the very best. Like no one ever was. You know what I just thought? anyone tuned in right now they'd be like oh man i I haven't missed anything (laughs) right i know yeah i thought the exact same thing i was like if they're listening live they're gonna they're gonna think we're just starting the show no but i want you to say that and like if you can like play it off of your computer and then record it onto your phone while i say like listen to the very beginning of the episode this or you could put it in the show notes or i can put it in the show notes but i I want them to read it in the same pace because i like that pace oh okay yeah so write it out in that pace. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, because like I, I wanted to to have it like that, and then so I'll, in that I'll create like uh, an intro where everybody's where like everybody together is saying you know this is the Pokedex Radio podcast you know like uh, who does it I know there's a couple of podcasts who do something similar to that like I thought of the idea like before I found about for, before I found out about this because I, I think like Twit does it as well like the This Week mm-hmm. in Tech. Where everybody's like, "This is Twit," and it's just like a bunch of people saying it at the same time. Apparently, and yeah, and the, the other thing that we are thinking about doing as well, because one of our ideas for episode one hundred, we're thinking of actually doing a uh, video podcast, possibly, possibly. Still so it's not it. confirmed. It's not confirmed. Still just, thinking about it. <laughs> but what we'd like to do as well, we would like to have a uh, video intro intro of our listeners. Uh, if so, if you can, um, and this could be separate. Uh, make a recording of yourself again doing the intro. Just, yeah. You know, it doesn't have to be obviously high quality. Just, just you, you know, out there. Um, as long as it's like on a good phone or something like that. Like if you're using an iPhone, that should be more than enough. Just not using the front-facing yeah. camera. And please do landscape, not portrait. <laughs> yeah, actually, that that's a very good. Uh, yeah, <laughs> call that you said that. I would have completely forgot. Yeah, but yeah, just you know, take a video of yourself. Just, just as as you as you say the intro. Yeah. That could be and, a thing as well. We can I can edit that together and make it all nice and fancy looking sort of for like an intro to a possible video version of the Pokedex Radio podcast, which would be awesome. And if we get enough of them, I can create like a couple of them so you see like different people each time. Uh, yeah. So I was thinking about that and so was Renee. These are great ideas. If you want to, at the very least, if you don't want to be on video, I think audio would probably be a lot easier for a lot of people, especially if they have a phone. Oh, like yeah. uh, when we had, um, um, 
Oh my goodness. I can't think of his name. When we had Grim and M on the episode, I think it was like last week or the week before he recorded that right into his phone and it sounded amazing. That's all you need to do is record it into your phone. Just saying this is the Pokedex radio podcast, blah, blah, blah. And then just email it to me. Feedback at pokedexradio.com. Make sure it's decent quality. You don't have like a dog barking in the background or somebody screaming (laughs) or something. Don't want to be in like a wind turbine. Right. Yeah. That. And don't like scream it either. Just say it nice and calm like the way I do it at the beginning of the show and we'll be awesome. No, yeah. Other than that, that is, that is completely it for the, for the episode today. Um, let me go ahead and start the music. Uh, you guys can go ahead and, uh, follow us on Twitter over at, uh, Pokedex, uh, twitter.com slash Pokedex radio. Uh, please go ahead and subscribe to the podcast as well. Whatever you use, like iTunes, Stitcher, whatever. I don't like Stitcher that much, but if you want to use them to subscribe, please go ahead. Uh, give us a good rating and a review, whatever you're using. Um, Stitcher, if you can do reviews there. iTunes, definitely. That's where I like to see uh, the best reviews is, uh, or the most reviews is over on iTunes. And please give us uh, five stars over there as well if you subscribe using iTunes. Um, any other last words, Renee? Like us on Facebook. Yes, like us on Facebook, Twitter. Send us emails if you have any uh, things. And comment on the show notes. At pokedexradio.com. Feedback at Feedback. Po- Pokedex. Sorry, I fumbled that. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, and, yeah, uh, comment on the show notes. Uh, PokedexRadio.com slash 86 for today's episode. And um, yeah, if you want to go ahead and just record your voice saying the intro to the show, so this is the Pokedex Radio podcast, blah, blah, blah. And just email it to me, feedback at PokedexRadio.com, and you could possibly hear your voice in a future episode of the Pokedex Radio, depending on how I edit stuff. I'm really excited to go ahead and... Uh, see something like that uh in a future ep- and uh, in like the hundredth episode of pokedex radio just something interesting and new and different for our 100th episode which is probably not going to be for another 14 episodes ish somewhere around there well exactly 14 episodes yeah but, but as far as weeks go <laughs> but it's not gonna, 14 weeks <laughs> it's probably going to be like another four months until our uh, until until that 100th episode but that is it for the episode today, trainers. Thank you very much for listening live if you are over at pokedexradio.com slash live or for downloading today's episode. Again, that is Renee, and my name is Austin, letting you know to live, laugh, and catch them all. And we'll see you guys next week. This podcast is a Flashlight Studios production. Copyright 2014, Flashlight Studios. For more information, you can visit us at flashlight-studios.com or for the Pokedex Radio at pokedexradio.com. And thank you for listening.